Hello and welcome to another episode of Mike Gems Weekly Reads. I thought I'd record a short one. I'm pretty tired today. I'm, I'm just feeling sort of uh, <clears throat> just run down. Um, I don't know if it's because <laughs> my body isn't used to working. I, I went two weeks on vacation. I didn't record any, any Mike Gems Weekly Reads during that time. I spent one week in Albuquerque, one week here. I got a lot of chores done. Um, I got a lot of bagging and boarding done so i'm pretty caught up in in terms of trying to keep the table clean and i i did bag all my dark horse back issues that i got from the flea market that was quite the task that was uh that was a lot of books but um yeah it was a it was a fun vacation uh, so much so that I didn't want to come back to work. I came back pretty much tired, like ready. I was energized the first day, and then I got run down already. <laughs> but uh, I made a lot of progress at work um, this week. Um, have to get back into the swing of things because uh, the vacations are going to be quite uh, few and far between uh, going forward. But uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, I enjoyed myself quite a bit. I did uh, receive a order from Aaron Myers of Back Issues. I'll go over them real quick. Um, even though I sort of achieved my goal in Adventure Comics, which was every Adventure comic since 1973, I've been getting going backwards and uh trying to fill any time i can feel like a an old legion of superheroes or supergirl i do and this was issue 400 a 15 cent issue of supergirl and it has somebody you don't know who it is standing over supergirl in a very strange uh she changed her costumes a lot very strange outfit and it's saying, Supergirl, the first time we met, you won, but I won the final battle in issue 400. I then got Superboy 178, which uh, has uh, Superboy turning into like a man bat. And it says, Superboy, where are you? Or why are you hiding? Well, he's turned into a bat. The pawn of the monster maker and the lone wolf legionnaire. Plus an extra story of Superman's Super Baby First Friend. Issue 178 of Superboy. Only 25 cents. <clears throat> I got an issue of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Number 100. Uh, also one that I will feel anytime I get a chance. Um, Fantastic Four. Number 37. It's pretty beat up copy. It's a borderline vg but it helps me fill in that that fantastic four run and also another vg copy of 56 so uh, those are good pickups i got a showcase number 60 something it's truncated but it's uh, features the inferior five and um I think I have only one more showcase with the Inferior 5 to get to have all the Inferior 5 issues on Showcase, Volume 1. I also got Showcase number 56, which features Dr. Fate and Our Man, and it's also the first appearance of Psycho Pirate. And uh, has Dr. Fate on the cover saying, My magic doesn't work. On the emotion-controlling mask of Psycho Pirate. And our man says, My supercharged powers have no effect on him either. Well, supercharged powers only for one hour. Um, I bought another copy of Dynamic Class- Classics. Um, it's my third copy. Uh, featuring Batman and uh, Manhunter. Why do I like this book so much? <laughs> It's just a nostalgia thing. Um, I uh, I bought an issue of Detective Comics back in the day at one of those uh, truck stops. Uh, Schwan. No, what is it called? 
I can't even think of the name now. Stuckies. God, why was I thinking Schwann's? They, they, they deliver frozen goods. So Stuckies. Um, there was a Stuckies probably between, I don't know the exact location, but somewhere between New Mexico, Albuquerque, and uh, Los Angeles, California. And uh, we stopped at a location that had a comic rack. And I remember getting a Detective Comics that had it was a Batman story, but it had Hawkman on the cover. Like, it featured Hawkman. And uh, I was mesmerized, and it had an ad for this uh, dynamic uh, classics. And ever since I can't get the run across those, I get it. I was very happy to uh, get Our Fighting Forces 123, which is the first appearance of the Losers. So that was really cool. I always try to fill in my Green Lanterns Volume 2. Because Volume 1 of Green Lantern is Golden Age. This Volume 2 is Al Jordan. And uh, this is Issue 24. Um, have a pretty good run of Green Lantern. Um, I'm missing 1 and 2. And then I have like a sporadic missings of 1s and 2s here and there. But... Almost a full run of Green Lantern Volume 1. Of course, the 1 and 2 and 5, they're, they're pretty expensive books, even with a beat-up copy. Um, I'm also trying to fill in my journeys into mystery, and uh, I picked up uh, another 96, which has Thor fighting up against Merlin. Uh, I picked up 107, which... Uh, has Thor fighting the first appearance of Grey Gargoyle. And then I picked up issue 111 of uh, Journey into Mystery. Um, <clears throat> number Marvel Superheroes featuring Captain Marvel. Uh, picked up issue 13. 12 was the first appearance of Captain Marvel. Uh, 13 is the first appearance of Carol Danvers. So picked up that copy. I've already read that digitally, and I really like Captain Marvel. So it's another title that I look to feel, even though I'm concentrating on Captain America in Doom Patrol this year. Sometimes I run across things that I really want. Um, another thing I really wanted was uh, Marvel Superheroes uh, number 18, which is the first appearance of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So I was able to acquire that. Uh, picked up two more issues of Cap, which gets me really close. Um, Captain America 109 and Captain America 111. Uh, one of them, they might both be Steranko covers, but uh, or Steranko work, but uh, those are two ones that I needed. I've always wanted this book. Uh, picked up Iron Man and Submariner. This was a bridge, if I remember, between Tales to Astonish and Tales of Suspense into their own ongoings where Namor went into uh, Submariner and uh, number one and uh, Iron Man went into his own title, Iron Man. Um, this is an early Silver Surfer appearance. This is uh, Tales to Astonish number 93. Featuring the Hulk and the Submariner. That'd be cool. That's a big one. And then we have Tales of Suspense. Always looking to fill these out with Iron Man and Captain America as a side goal. When I see them at a good price and a good deal, I jump out at it. And this is uh, number 75 of Tales of Suspense, Iron Man and Captain America, The Fury of the Freak. Has Iron Man on the cover in that issue. And then War is Hell. Um, <clears throat> I fill these out whenever I run across them. This one specifically is a reprint of uh, Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commanders. I forget which issue. But um, yeah, it's a War is Hell. So look, always looking for interesting things that are on good price. And those are what I picked up. A couple things uh, I did recently is I was boarding a lot of bags and boards uh, comics as I, I posted out. You know, this is 
how I bag my comics sitting on the floor, uh, crisscross applesauce in the living room, and kind of in front of the the sofa, and uh, I uh, you know have a a box, a short box, a drawer box next to me, and uh, I have my mylars and my uh, yes I do board everything in mylar. Um, and my my uh, Silver Age backing boards. They used to be halfbacks, but uh, I like halfbacks better. I really do. I think it's a better product than the Silver Age, you know, bag and or, sorry backing board. But it shaves off. Uh, if you order them by the thousand, it shaves off like 14 pounds. So like. Uh, if you had a halfback um, box from E. Gerber, um, it, it's about 50 pounds. And it's a pretty big box, so it's like a bulky box. It's not just like 50 pounds straight, you know, like you have this bulky-ass box to lift. And uh, I, I like saving on the weight, and it, it, it saves on the weight as well carrying you know, a short box, a drawer box, up and down stairs and stuff. So, like, when you look at uh, getting old, you want to have as little pain as possible. <laughs> and pretty soon it's going to be too painful. Uh, and I, I I don't want to always be having this intake of having to move, but I will have to move stuff at some point. But um, what what came out of that was fairly interesting, a discussion on uh, Twitter, because I asked, you know, like, what do you do? And um, I had mentioned when I do bag and board comics that I have a really hard time with my right hips, you know, like getting up off the floor after an hour in crisscross applesauce fashion with my legs bent in, and it's pretty painful at least that first minute and uh i got a, a lot of posts and feedback on how people do stuff and i think somebody mentioned on twitter um that they use a tv tray and and on, go on the couch and i tried it this last time and you know when i was doing those dark horse books and I loved it. Like, it was so much better on my hips. And it just, on my knees and everything. And I really liked it. So, sometimes Twitter helps, you know. You learn various approaches and uh, what might work for you and what might not work for you. <clears throat> I also put out a survey, which I didn't know what would come out. I didn't get a lot of responses, unfortunately. I was hoping to get like a hundred and I got like 10 but I put a survey out uh, I I had run across a scenario where um, my co-host Bill said I want to cover these books and usually when Bill says I want to cover these books uh, he usually has already pre-screened them so I know it's like a four out of five or a five out of five like he really enjoyed it so when he gives me a book that he really enjoyed I want to jump in on it well this particular one uh, didn't make my cut in the pre-orders and I didn't have it it was a vault book and uh, I was like oh that's cool they have it on comiXology I'll just pick it up off of there well I you know I went on there it's about three months old already because they already have like issue three out and it was 4 99 and I just couldn't spend five bucks on a digital recently released comic book. I just couldn't, my mind couldn't do it. Kind of like I don't want to spend $20 on the movie X, um, which I really want to watch the horror movie X, and I want to really want to watch Pearl. And I, you know, I'm better off subscribing to Showtime for like a year than spending $40 <laughs> to to be able to uh, buy them because they're not available for rent. And I keep thinking, well, it'll come up. It's been a long time. 
and it hasn't so I I don't know if I want to wait wait that long or if I could uh, just get Showtime for a month. So um, those are some recent uh, books that I uh, picked up. And recent questions. There was one other one. I don't think I bookmarked it, but I will check. I asked that one. I had a question from Dallow. Maybe two. Well, that one might be old. Yeah, I know I've answered this one, so I could actually unbookmark it. Remove tweet from bookmarks. But he did ask another question. He said, question for Mike M's Weekly Reads. If you could be written into any book of a story arc, which book would it be? Who's the writer and what's the character? Huh. I don't know. I think this would change quite differently over time but because I'm so into the 90s stuff I think I would want to be put into uh, and, and this would have to be uh, drawn by Todd <laughs> which he doesn't really draw sometimes he'll ink a spawn it doesn't draw on well, but I would really want to be put into a uh, a Spawn comic of his choice, preferably Spawn or Gunslinger Spawn, uh, written and drawn by Todd McFarlane, with me hanging out with Sam and Twitch. I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, the other one I wouldn't mind it being in is if they brought back Omac. Uh, drawn by Keith Giffen, inked by Scott Koblish, and told by Dan DiDio, because I really like what they were doing. I really like what they were doing. Uh, I, I would just be somebody that was in the cast, just for one issue of OMAC. I, I would be very pleasant. I mean, if I could get to be in a Jack Kirby issue, he's not around anymore. That's where I'd really want to be, um, for sure. He then asked a question because I think I think Dallow, like, he's one of the listeners that really listens to Mike M's Weekly Reads and absorbs what I say, and then it drives like a question. And uh, I think Dallow knows that I'm a big Rob Liefeld forgivist, and I love his stuff. Like even when he is sometimes an online asshole. I, I, I just navigate to it. Like I I I really like Rob and I his heart's in the right place and sometimes he brushes like I, I, I like his work. But uh anyway there's a Kickstarter for Bad Idea and uh I supported it before before I decided not to get Bad Idea anymore. And uh if I could go back and unfund that, I would. As a matter of fact, maybe I can. I, I will check into that. But uh, he asked if he said that Rob Liefeld is doing a a cover for a bad idea book, and if I would get it. And the answer is no. I am so out out of it with bad idea. Like I. I hate the whole idea of them. I hate what D what Didash has done with that company. I love the creators that are part of that company, but I hate the philosophy behind it. I I, I think it like is to go. It's it's telling people that want to read their books to go fuck themselves. You know, like I I really don't like it. People are just like just order, find a distributor, but then it costs. It's like a 5.99 book. 
and then you pay at least $10 for shipping. So that's like $16 for a fucking comic book. And I'll be honest with you. I read almost every Bad Idea first generation book before they said they stopped publishing. And I thought they were really above average. And some of them I really liked. Like the pirate, whatever that uh, pirate story was. I forget. Pirate Queen or whatever it was. I really, really liked that one. And there were some others that I really liked. Most of them were four out of fives. But to tell you the truth, when I step back and I look at it, it's no different than anything I read from Aftershock, Image, Scout, Vault. You know, like, it, it's in that vein. It's really good material. And not for $16 an issue, like for 20 pages of comic. And then I ordered that other ridiculous book that they disguised under the B-sides or whatever the hell it was. And that sucked. Like, I didn't even intentionally get a bad idea, but uh, I, I'm just so done with them, and I feel better for it, for not being part of it. Now, if I ran to a convention, or I ran to, I was in Chicago, and there was a store that was selling books like uh, uh, Challengers, which uh, the first generation books is where Bill Bomer got a lot of his bad ideas for half, like, I think he was getting them for 50% off, or it was even more. They were, like, in the dollar box. If I run into that situation and I could find a run of a bad idea comic, don't get me wrong, I'm going to do it. I, I will get that. But that's, that's sort of where I stand. Um, I think my wife is texting me, and if I don't check it, I could get in trouble. Did you get your package? Yes. Yes, I... Yes, I did. It's on Twitter already. Oh, already. There you go. She knew how much this package was. <laughs> she knew the cost of it. I gotta get had to get a permissions. It was it was pretty high. It was uh, it's a lot of their first appearances and stuff and Silver Age books that I read off to you that weren't cheap, and uh, it all adds up and uh, came out to a pretty hefty price tag. So she was well aware of what it's worth and wanted to make sure I got the package and it wasn't outside or anything. And the mailman we have here is awesome like this i i like him and i've talked to him before and he like makes sure i get my box put in the kubi and if he does he he like makes sure if he has to put it in the porch he puts it where i asked him to put it so he's sometimes there's another lady that delivers she's also awesome but the, if the, it's not those two then something could could potentially go wrong but uh yeah, that's that's where I'm at. And my cutbacks, the comics, I'm still doing pretty good. Uh, I'm two months in. I haven't sent, I haven't felt the repercussions yet, because I started it with book shipping in January, and I continued it with book shipping in February. And I I don't know what it feels like yet, because I'm still receiving you know stuff. But I it, it's coming next next uh, DCBS shipment is. Uh, arriving tomorrow so i'll have an idea you know like how how much what does it look like is it less is it what does it look like that kind of thing had it to an individual at 259 but you didn't leave work now no it was in the box So my wife looks out for my packages, makes sure that I don't lose them, and notifies me on the app. If I am at my, sometimes I don't have my cell phone with me because I can't, but uh, she keeps me in the loop, makes sure uh, that I do get it.
But uh, that that there was one other question I I asked it. I, oh, I asked another question I asked uh, on Twitter, and a lot of the responses were the same. I I asked, um, do people you know? I I said where I like to read comics. My favorite day of the week to read comics is Saturday morning in absolute quiet, you know, for like two to three hours in the morning. And I knock out a lot of books. And I said, I, I like to to sit on my couch and, and read them and uh, in quiet. And I asked, do you like to listen to the radio in quiet? Most of it was in quiet. People like to read their books in quiet. There's a few people that said with music on. Sometimes I could have music on the background if it's really low and it actually, you know, I'm, I'm jamming to it. I can even have the TV on in the background if it's really low and be okay. Unless it's something I like. If it's something I like, then it distracts my reading experience. But there's a lot of similar answers about reading. Some people like Sundays. Some some people like to read right before uh, bed. Some people like to read in the morning. I like to read in the middle of the night sometimes. Uh, I... I'll be honest with you. I'm experiencing Sandman now. Uh, on the, I'm I'm sort of reading the comic along with the the TV show, and um, I read a long time ago Sandman one through eight, and I didn't like it when it first came out. I I was like, I don't like this book. I don't like it, and now I think it's a work of art. So I, I like. I'm really into the story. And the show is, I, I know I'm going to get a lot of hate, probably, but I think it's better than the comic. Um, I, I teared up during a few scenes. Like uh, there was a scene where Abel and Cain had to give up uh, Gilbert, who was a gargoyle. And it was like, you know, giving up the dog, you know, it was like really emotional. And there's other emotional scenes like the death episode Oh my God, it was good. Even, especially the second half, I like teared up because Sandman actually met an, um, like this guy he would meet every hundred years and he told him, you're my friend. And Sandman said, I don't have any friends. He took it as an insult and he said, I won't even be, he says, well, well, if you show up in a hundred years again, after they've already met like five five times in 500 years then you are you will think that we're friends and that was the year he didn't show up but because he was captured in that globe bubble he couldn't get to him and i i just like oh my god and he really did consider this guy a friend and it was amazing and there was a lot of subtle scenes in the death episode. Like the thing I like about Sandman is it is amazingly thought provoking. Like they'll, they'll, they'll mention just a, a concept. It could be the Corinthian doing something or, or something like that. And there's like a little concept behind it. And you could like think about it for hours and, and just digest it. Like how, how it pertains to real life, how, how something just just a simple thing and uh i I just love it for that like it it is just uh, incredible um now i'm watching the dollhouse episodes and read the dollhouse along with it but uh it's been a really incredible uh journey for me and i'm almost done uh i think episodes seven deep and uh, I'll be done soon. But yeah, I I uh, am enjoying it quite quite a bit. So um, I think that's all I had to talk about. Uh, in terms of reading, I I did above average, I guess, for a holiday. But during Christmas week, it was below average because usually I. It, it, Christmas week was weird. Um, <clears throat> usually I I read a lot of comics and I, or I watch a lot of TV, one or the other. 
And this time I just did stuff. Like I, <clears throat> I, I didn't didn't read as much as I wanted, but I did get pretty far goal-wise in, in accomplishing stuff. So um, I do have to tally my weekly reads. And uh, I, I also tallied how many... Com- you know, a lot of people do that. Like, how many comics did you read for the year? And they, they have that 500 goal or the 1,000. Um, I do have something interesting to report. Because I did, for the first time ever, I tallied the, the books as of a certain date. Because I wanted to know how many... I read and um, now I can't find it but I know what I put it under total total I thought I did maybe it's down let's see total total Maybe I'm not going to be able to find it. That would suck. Oh, there it is. So as of uh, November 20th, I had read for the total year of 2022, 1,071 comics. And that really sucks. Um, Because I probably took about 7,000 comics, if not more. I don't know. <laughs> it could be about 10,000. <laughs> My collection grew like crazy. So, uh, yeah, that was insane. Uh, I, I do need to total up some comics. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to... I'll probably do two weeks because I can see the list here. And uh, I'll get back to you and finish this podcast. So uh, we'll talk in a few. All right? All right, I'm back. So let's let's do this. Uh, this is November 21st through November 27th. And uh, what I watched that week were all four out of fives. I watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. It was really well thought out for a Christmas special. And uh, it was very entertaining in terms of it followed... Uh, the sort of uh, pattern of like a 70s or 80s uh, Christmas special. So I, I really appreciated that. Uh, Black Sails I started watching because I, I went into a pirate mode because of the documentary. And uh, I got two episodes in. I did take a break from it. It was, it was pretty good from what I remember. And um, it does have some of the real life well not real life pirates but the real life names that were told told a little more fictional but uh and then i watched three from hell which was the third uh rob zombie of um house of a thousand corpses and uh the other one so this is the, the third in the trilogy so that was four out of five Comic-wise, I did pretty good. I, I I didn't write descriptions for a lot of these, and it was a while ago, so I'm not going to really mention a lot. But I had Marvel, tw- uh, of those 32, 20 of them were Marvel, 8 DC, 1 EC Comics, 1 Cinebook, and 2 Action Lab. Uh, the EC, the Cinebook, and the Action Lab were all pirate-based. <laughs> so, and, and I do have to read, uh, Long John Silver is a volume. It's a pretty thick book. Uh, bastard so even though i had 32 comics i I probably read like 40 worth uh based on the thickness of some of these the ec was at least three comics because ec comics back then were very dense um in terms of how how big they were but uh I want to say thank you for checking love you rock there you go so uh 
There's one EC, one Cinebook, two yeah, Action Lab. Okay, so start at the bottom. Everything was a four out of five. Um, I've been really stingy with the five out of five, so I'll, I'll tell you that right lately. I, I think in the past I've been a little more lenient. But uh, a four out of five is I really liked it. A three is I liked it. Uh, five is I loved it so I I've been really stingy um I will say that I'm, I'm starting to like Tim Drake Robin like a lot um X-Force uh 24 through 30 uh the X-Men titles the ones I really enjoy the most are Wolverine X-Force and was Immortal is it Immortal I think it's Immortal X-Men. Um, those are the three that I like a lot. Like a lot. X-Force is really enjoyable. I, they're both... X-Force and uh, Wolverine are both Benjamin Percy. <clears throat> Enjoy it. Um, I read Pirate Eye. That was from Action Lab. I didn't own a physical copy of this. I read this off of Comixology. I was just looking for the term pirate and finding see what I what I could read, and uh, a, this is about a pirate hires this uh, pirate to investigate a crime, and it follows like it, it's more it, it's like a crime noir uh, type thing with a pirate, like really doesn't have anything to do with uh, like if you just put a pirate in there for whatever reason and just made a crime noir, that's what it would be. You can take a pirate out and still get the gist of the story. It's more crime noir than it is a, a pirate genre book. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Uh, I did read Piracy Number 1. This was an EC. This is just an anthology of a bunch of pirate stories. I, I really liked him. There was a couple of them that were didn't seem like pirate. They, they seemed more like naval uh, ship stuff. Uh, but in that same time frame... But uh, it was a pirate-themed sort of thing. So, And a lot of the people that were into shipping stuff for Spain and England uh, became pirates because they the war drove them to poverty and uh, drove them to piracy. We have Shadow War Omega and uh, Robin 14 and uh, Deathstroke 9. Uh, those were about the conclusion of Shadow War. Uh, Geo Force reveals that he killed Raisha Ghoul, even though Death Deathstroke was being framed for it. Seems seems a little weird. Like I, I can see what drove Geo Force to do it, but it did seem a little like let's force this scenario on this character. I don't think Geo Force would really do it, but. Uh, because of the responsibility for Markovia's destruction after Leviathan. In all fairness, I didn't read the Leviathan's defeat, so I, I need to go to, the, I guess, the Bendis Leviathan series is what causes uh, print, the prince to lose his shit, uh, which left Geoforce despondent and vengeful as a result. He also framed Deathstroke to take the opportunity to extract vengeance on Raisha Ghoul's family. And he waited for Talia to finish Deathstroke. So yeah, it was, it was interesting. The Shadow War Omega, if I remember correctly, was sort of an anthology of, of uh, different characters and how they were... It was almost like, okay, here's all the characters that are involved in the series. And well, that was Shadow War. I'm getting that confused. No, this was Shadow War Omega. So... I think this one was the anthology. And then Robin 14. Uh, I did uh, reread Knights of X number four again uh, by accident because my app didn't have me re. I, I might have rewound the book instead of, you know, like to, to, to refresh my memory and uh, read it again. So I accidentally read it again. Uh, Major X, I read all of it. This is Rob Liefeld, uh, zero, uh, one through six. This is essentially cabling, having a son with Storm, 
and he is now Major X. So it, it, it's an interesting thing because I wasn't aware of this, and maybe it did happen. Let me know if you hear. Uh, was there ever like flirtation around Cable and Storm? Uh, maybe you can point me to a few issues because I don't remember it uh, or I didn't read it. So let me know. I, I would be very curious where that came from. Uh, we already talked about we had Wolverine number 20 through 23. This was the uh, a Wolverine Deadpool crossover, which was really well done. I really enjoyed that. I've talked about how Deadpool is, is sort of a character I really hated about 10 years ago, and now I, I'm really enjoying. So it, it's amazing what time can, can do and change your uh, perspective on things like it did for me with Sandman. Uh, we got Green Lantern uh, 2021 Annual. This is uh, Jessica Cruz becoming a Yellow Lantern. Uh, Sinestro kind of manipulating her because uh, of this predicament she was in. Uh, we have Green Lantern 5 and 6. This series is really good. This is the volume, the last volume of Green Lantern, uh, which is when the battery was destroyed, a bunch of Green Lanterns go off into space and they lose their powers. And it, it's sort of like a, a science fiction-based story. Um, John is stuck on a planet with a bunch of aliens and uh, uh, lives with a family and eventually wants that race to go back into space so they're not slaughtered by uh, pirates and that are looking to kill them. But uh, th there's a lot of good stuff. There's that little girl Green Lantern that is on the planet with the, the Green Lantern that was introduced in Far Sector. And uh, uh, she has her powers and he, uh, she also has the Green Lantern of powers even though the battery is destroyed because her glove sort of came off of from Krona. So, yeah, there's a lot of interesting concepts of uh, Green Lantern. Uh, really liked it. John is, like we talked about, recruited, reunited with his Green Lanterns as he leads the alien a race from their home because aliens wanted to turn them into slaves, and that's kind of like what those pirates were doing. We have Tim Drake, Robin, number one and two. Robin established himself near the harbor, and has to solve who is killing uh, people he knows along the pier. I reread it. Um, first time I read it, the art was so jarring. Uh, but I love it now. So I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Long John Silver, Volume 1. Uh, a woman hires Long John Silver to help her uh, go after her husband's proclaimed treasure. As he took her home and all of her money. So the, the, the husband is on a faraway distant uh, job in the Americas or the South Americans and took all this woman's money because she, she had the money and the family and he took it all and now she wants Long John Silver to help her to go after the treasure and take it away from her husband. <laughs> so there you go. And then uh, we have for the week of 11:28 to 12:4, uh, we have a total. Well, we have a what I watched uh, Wednesday on Netflix was very entertaining. Adam's Family Wednesday, uh, sort of like a Harry Potter, but slightly different. Really enjoyable. I watched All Quiet on the Western Front. That was a Netflix uh, World War One story. I've seen all three versions of the. Well, there's probably more than three versions, but I saw the one with Ernest Borgnine and uh, John Boy, and then I saw another black and white one, and now there's this one on Netflix. I even read the book, so that's unusual, but I did. And then I watched uh, House of a Thousand Corpses again. And uh, we had a total of 17 comics that week, one whatnot, one viz. Um, that was manga that, you know, they're pretty hefty. It's almost like a comic and a half, even though they're small pages and stuff. Uh, we have Marvel, one comic, uh, 9DC, two Dark Horse, one Comicsology, 
uh, did I do that comicsology right? No, it's two comicsology. So I had 18 to that should be 18 comics. A little better. <laughs> a one AWA and one ablaze. So we're gonna start at the bottom, and uh, the three out of five, which means I liked it, wasn't great. Uh, Dead Mall. Uh, I I didn't think I understood what was really going on in here until issue two, because I thought Dead Mall was gonna be like a zombie kids in the mall and there's zombies everywhere. Kind of like Dawn, is it Dawn of the Dead? Yeah. But what it turned out to be is that the mall is sort of its own entity and is playing games with these teenagers. So that's what I get out of it. But um, another four out of five. This was uh, because I think they were trying to make something sarcastically funny. And uh, the author even what meant, like, when we wrote this, political situation wasn't what it was today. And our book doesn't read like it was intended to read. Like, he even stated that. But I think this was meant to be humorous, but it turns out to be too realistic to be humorous. Corporations take over the government, and one is into slave trade, where they capture kids and steal their organs for their rich friends. The street gang breaks up the scenario, but they have a mole that is working for the Muppet reporter. And uh, during this time, the Muppets come alive and they work for that street gang. And it's like Sesame Street gone real. And they're driving along in a car with Gordon, <laughs> who, who keeps them, uh, or Mr. Hooper, which do you pick one? Uh, half Alpha Betas, number one. This is a whatnot. I had no business liking this, and I did like it because I'm not into the style of art, and I'm not into video games, and I'm not into gaming, but this was very entertaining. It's a bunch of kids that are gamers in, in a, a situation where uh, there's an entity that sort of takes over the games and can destroy it and the government has actual fighters that go into the game and try to stop this person uh that's sort of what it is but i really enjoyed it the what not's first offering really d decent comic book uh, i thought there was some funny stuff we got Promethe 1313 number one a woman who was abducted by aliens tells her fans she lied about the situation or is the drugs they put her on she was drugged during this so it could be the drugs manifested that made her think that the there were aliens and there were not um but could be interesting i'm sorry for for, for yawning but i am so tired i am just exhausted i stated at the beginning i had read i am batman number four this has uh, been an entertaining uh, series about the new batman and future state uh we got canary one and two this is a western figure is working to solve a mystery where something from the city of canary is driving people to become murders and you do learn that radiation uranium or whatever you have in nukes was causing the miners to lose their shit uh really good comic we then have a uh, drip drip this is a manga where a woman is trying to find a sexual partner as she suffers from severe nosebleeds every time she touches anything that she believes is unclean all of this was caused by the divorce of her father and mother and how her mother ingrained things in her brain when the divorce happened. So uh caused her nosebleeds. But uh, there's also a Santa story as he visits a prostitute <laughs> at the second story. I was entertained for sure on this comic book. Uh, Kind of liked it more than Chainsaw Man, to tell you the truth. Um, just overall. Uh, we have Absolution number one. 
This is an AWA. Hired killer is betrayed. And a corporation puts cameras on her as she goes after one powerful guy to kill him. And people watch and comment on her kills. So it's like one of those virtual reality type things. Uh, but it's not virtual because she's really fighting for her life and uh, fighting the evildoers as, as time goes on. Uh, the five out of fives were Sandman, number five through eight. We had a uh, Scarecrow, Doctor Destiny, Scott Free, Martian Manhunter. Uh, Doctor Destiny at the diner was a crazy issue. That was one of the best TV episodes as well. Um, one day you're defeating Doctor Destiny, and the next day you're walking around with your sister, Death, and contemplating life. Uh, it, I just freaking love this. That was a five out of five. So the five out of fives for those two weeks was from uh, 11 21 2022 to 12 4 2022. And I'm going to quit while I'm ahead because I'm really sleepy. And uh, <laughs> so uh, the five out of fives were uh, pretty simple. Uh, there were uh, Sandman issues five through eight. So I, I want to thank you for uh, joining me on uh, Mike M's Weekly Reads. I want to wish you all a happy new year. I hope it is safe and healthy for you. And it brings a smile to your face. I hope good things happen to you and your family and uh, you enjoy it um, as far as the year goes. Um, I think that's everybody deserves a good year. And uh, I hope it's great for you. Um, we'll talk again soon. You can reach me at mike at comicbooknoise.com on the emails. Or you can reach me at Twitter at Mike Myers Brunch. That's a, a great way to get a hold of me. You can send me questions there like uh, Dallow Spicer uh, sends me questions. I, I, I encourage you to. I, I love answering the questions. And... Um, you can find this on geekbrunchpodcast.com. You can also find it on Facebook at Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like button, follow the episode threads there, and comment. And uh, thank you for listening, and we'll be back uh, hopefully in another week. And uh, hopefully I'm not as tired, and I can marshal through three weeks and catch up through December, because I would like to do that. And then uh, another three weeks into January, and then on the following week, and then I should be caught up again until I fall back behind. So thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you really soon. Bye. <laughs>